There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander, live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yes, indeed, we are. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Media Row, just what Brett said here at Mandalay Bay DraftKings Network. Super week. Couldn't be more comfortable, Kelly. I know you're you're more comfortable than I am. I, I'm just lounging over here on Kelly's couch for the next two days. That's what I'm going. That's what I'm calling this over here. Kelly's going uh, to be horizontal by the end. Of the show. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I might be asleep by the end of the show over here. How about this setup? By the way, I should mention this segment presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings' official flowers for Valentine's. This is a beautiful setup we have here at Mandalay, part of Media Row. We will be here today and tomorrow, and who knows who will walk on set. That's right. We know a couple. Ross Tucker will be here a little later on the uh, yep. this hour. Looking forward to that from the uh, Ross Tucker Network of Football Podcasts. And uh, hopefully Merrill Hodge as well. Yes. Very hopefully. much looking forward to speaking with him as well. Hopefully. Do, do, uh, you know what I'm wondering about right now, Gil? Do you think at any point that, that we get a noise complaint? You know I like I get a little loud sometimes. And there, there are yeah. there's a lot of radio stations right here. A noise complaint from them from, about from you. Them. Yeah, like, hey, we're trying to do a show here. Can you shut up a little bit? I'd like you to uh, effort that. <laughs> to test that out. Get louder and louder. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, take it to the limit. You got it. <laughs> uh, before we reset everything, Super Bowl 58 between the uh, the Chiefs and the Niners, where the Niners are still two-point favorites and the total is still 47 and a half. Um, by the way, if you care about the money line, Niners minus 122, Chiefs plus 102 uh, consensus right now. Um Real quick, because Adam Schefter did a whole tweet storm yesterday. I don't know if he said, or he didn't do a tweet storm, but people were tweeting about his appearance on radio. Um, I believe it was in Chicago talking about what might the Bears get for Justin Fields. And he was asked, would they get a second round pick by the hosts? Uh, forgive me that I don't have the host name off the top of my head. And he said, oh, absolutely, second, maybe even a first. And I just wanted to sort of, my reaction to that is, because we, we'll, we'll have plenty of months before the draft, and you know how much we love betting on the draft. We'll have plenty of months to speculate about what's going to go down with this. But one of the things that I've consistently said on this show, and I always talk about back in the day when we were kids, right, when the economic structure of the NFL was different, you were able to have a quarterback hold the clipboard. And this is my whole thing about about uh, Jordan Love with the Packers this year, where I was like, hey, well, you know, he might actually be good. He's held the clipboard under the same system. He had it under the same Hall of Fame quarterback for a couple years. You usually turn out great that way. This was the case, I'll just use again, the team that I grew up rooting for, whether it was Bo in Washington, whether it was Mark Rippon, who ended up being a Super Bowl MVP, whether it was Stan Humphreys, who took his team to a Super Bowl in San Diego, whether it was Trent Green, who, if not for a knee injury, might have had a greater career and obviously uh, got wild pipped by Kurt Warner there in L.A. The point being, I do think there is a scenario we're going to all talk about. Now, if, if some team throws the house at the Bears for Justin Fields, yeah. obviously they're going to take it. They're going to draft Caleb Williams, and this will be a moot point. But there is, a, there is a case to be made for everything that I always talk about with holding the clipboard, which is 
if they don't get that offer, if they don't get that offer, why not hang on to him for one more year and have Caleb Williams hang for a year and learn it? And I know this makes people's heads explode. Patrick Mahomes did it. No, he did. Like, no so, one talks about that anymore. The only pushback I would have on that is is Justin Fields and Alex Smith. Is Justin Fields the guy that you want the rookie quarterback learning from? I don't know that he's advanced enough in his career that he could really teach him about. It's a good point, but it would, I don't it really would mainly be the system point. But you're right. right that, yeah. would be a, that would be a difference. Anyway, I just think it's worth putting out there because we talk about it on this show all the time. And here we have this scenario and that Schefter conversation sort of triggered it for well, me. Well, the, the other part of that is like, I'm speculating with on that, obviously, but, the, but how, maybe it's more important, not just learning from a quarterback that's in front of you. Maybe it's just more important of getting, like you're talking about, getting in the building, learning Absorb. the system, absorbing, yeah, absorbing information in the meetings, that type of such stuff. Such a foreign thought these yes. days, right? Yeah. And, and, and much of that is the structure, but here's a situation where you could actually do it. Um, awards night is tonight, Kelly. Well, first of all, again, um, before we get to the, to the thoughts of what might happen tonight, um, which is, I don't want to, I want to get the exact, uh, the correct NFL honors, Kelly is what it's called. It's not awards night, it's NFL honors. Uh, but at least the NFL does this where they do every single award on the same night. Um, most valuable player. I'll just say him. You tell me who's going to win. Okay. okay. MVP. Mm, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> um, comeback player of the year. DeMar Hamlin. I have no arguments thus far. AP offensive player of the year. McCaffrey. No argument. AP defensive player of the year. This could be this one could be, go a couple ways. I think wait, what, what what did you ask me? Who should win it or who, who will win it? Miles Garrett will win it. I believe so. I too. think Micah Parsons should win it. But I think Miles Garrett's going to win. Just a hunch. I keep going back. I keep going back to that Matt Brown line of how, at the end of the year. Now that we've seen this Cowboys defense play out the entirety of the season, how much did we? Get, how much of the defensive credit does Micah Parsons truly deserve? I think it's more than we all thought. I, I think you're right, but I'm not sure how many of the voters. By the way, I don't. I totally don't mean to Colin Coward you down here from from my throne all the way down to the couch. But it does. I don't it feel does that sort way. Of feel that. Anyway, Kelly, what I was saying was this from my perch. Um, you're you're right, and Matt is right. But I don't know if one of those fifty voters, like I don't know how many of those fifty voters, look at it that way or know of it that way. You know what I mean? Like Matt might be too much in the weeds on that. Oh, he wait, might be too intelligent for that. No, no, you're, you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just pulled up a name for, for one of the finalists that I forgot because we've been discussing this all year where I do have a rule on this. Deron Bland is a finalist. But not he didn't achieve your rule. He didn't achieve my rule. He needed one more pick six, and then this award would have just been handed to Kelly him. determines such things. <laughs> um, okay, I think it's Garrett, too. Um, okay, AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Stroud. Stroud. So, by, sorry, by, Puka. Wrong year, man. Yeah. Wrong year. By the way, I really hope Merrill Hodge gets here because I have. I, I, he is Merrill Hodge. Not only did he nail famously the Manziel thing. Yep. But he, uh, I just learned this yesterday. Nailed the Stroud thing too. We'll get into that. Hopefully, shows. Uh, I think you're right about that. AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. This one could go a couple ways. Man. I mean, like we talked about it with Jason yesterday, I think it ends up being Will Anderson. I do too. And I, I don't feels to, that way. I don't mean to say it like he doesn't deserve it because he did. It was both him and Turner had those last, you know, four or five weeks where they were incredible and skyrocketed to the top, you know, near the top of this market. But I think Will Anderson's going to end up winning it over Turner. All right. And then finally, AP Coach of the Year. Stefanski or Ryan's? Nobody else, right? D'Amico Ryan should win this award. I think, I think so he's too. going to win this. You award think he wins? Too. I think he wins. Okay. The point of all of that is we're not going to have a big surprise, and even the ones like Defensive Rookie of the Year or Coach of the Year, reasonable minds can disagree, right? Yeah, I think Defensive Player of the Year is up there too. I, I, and Defensive yeah, Player of the Year, those three, yeah, correct? Yeah. But there's not going to be a Comeback Player of the Year shocker. There's not going to be an MVP shot. I don't think so, only because of yeah. the peer pressure conversation we keep that's having right. with Hamlin. That's right. Well, that's tonight. I, I will lose my mind if Joe Flacco wins that. Drew award. can't do dinner with us because he's got to wait for the final awards to be called for, oh, a, for AP honors. Yeah, because apparently NBC's got to wait for the MVP to be called and all that. 
and comeback player and a and uh, comeback player and MVP are the last two. And I said to him, I go, Hamlin and Lamar, come to dinner. You can write those one, ones in already. Yeah. All right, let, let's review our bets and specifically. What prop are you most confident about that you have? What are you happiest about in your account? What are you the most sort of worried about in your account? Ooh, interesting question. Okay, so side total. I love that I keep I keep pulling up these numbers with so many sports books and just nothing moves. Painted, it, like, painted. It, painted, painted. It, it just even here in town. Like, what's, what? your, what's your hunch between now and game time? Come, the spread comes down or goes up? First of all, it won't get to three, right? It won't get to pick them and it I won't don't, get to three. It's not going to get to pick them and it's not going to get to three, so right. I, maybe it moves a little bit on game day, but it's not going to be anything of consequence. Right. And they, the total, I think I'm more interested in because of how little it's moved. Like, is there an influx of money on game day or or on Saturday or something that pushes that finally one way or the other? A tick? I mean, I don't I don't know that it'll be dramatic. I don't know if it'll be dramatic, but maybe a point. I can see it going maybe a point either way um so yeah i i did i did play uh chiefs plus two and a half i am on a chiefs plus two and a half and then i did the little same game teaser teased up the chiefs total up to play it under so i'm under 54 uh on that one favorite prop bet and my biggest bet is isaiah pacheco over 66 and a half rushing yards i know uh as the weeks have gone on gil it sounds like i'm the only person with that bet <laughs> <Yes>. so nobody <laughs> else i have heard mentioned a that. single soul bring that's up right. this bet so mm-hmm. uh yeah that that is my favorite one though did play some alts with him as well man i'm gonna have to get back okay i mean the ones i'm most scared of though are like the ones that i have the most limited exposure like the like our kyle use check bets like, are you going to be shocked at all if Kyle Juszczyk doesn't get a single carry or a single catch? No, I'm not going to be we shocked. We got into a spirited discussion about that prop on the Megapod yesterday with Oh, Rufus. really? Oh, yeah. Spirited. Well, what were his thoughts on it? Well, he was, you know, he's a numbers guy. So he's just going through how many t- how, how, <laughs> you know, seldomly Juszczyk right. actually gets the ball. And I'm like, it's one carry. <laughs> the bet is one carry. I did add any type touchdown on him yesterday, too. 12 to 1 at stations, Good by for the you. way, if you want to do that. Um, I do have the, again, the remaining exacta of the nine. Niners beating the Chiefs at 11 to 1. And I do have those three MVP bets on McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle uh, at 6 to 1, 41 to 81, respectively. Obviously, financially speaking, I'm most invested in those. I can stand to win the most on all of those. But as far as the props that exist, the one that I'm most confident about, Mahomes over the 26 and a half yards rushing, just because I think that number will creep up and I think he will have t- two strategic runs that will get him there. Of course, the kneel downs are always a little nutty with him. I played the over attempts, too. I played his attempts. Oh, good call. And then the one that I am the most sort of, uh, I don't know about, uh, was the touchback one, but that's big plus money, too. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, We'll come back from Media Row here at Mandalay Bay DraftKings Super Week. Uh, All morning long here on a numbers game. Ross Tucker will join us. Uh, More Super Bowl 58 talk on the other side. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander, live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. As part of DraftKings Super Week, as Brent said, live from Meteor Row here, Mandalay Bay, numbers game, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, this segment presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. B. Mitch is about uh, a, you know 20 feet behind me, Kelly. Brian Mitchell, the mm. great Brian Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Great what, what Washington the, footballer. One of the first you've spotted when you it's, came in. It's possible that in the middle of a segment, I may just throw off these headphones and just go hug him. <laughs> What if I do? What if I just, you're talking, I just throw up my well, sprint over there and his hug. Yeah, well, I was going to say, can you do it with the intensity of sprinting over so that it makes security question whether they need to stop you or not? 100%. Like, just straight headsets off and start sprinting, because then they're going to be like, well, he's a media guy, yeah. but he's running very aggressively right. at that person. He's got a badge on. Should we tackle him? Yeah, I, I would like that. to see whether how that plays out. It is, for, for those who have never been to a uh, media row before, this is essentially a... You know, what you would see as a convention hall, right? But a convention hall of all of your, a kind of a who's who of ex-NFLers, media types from around the country, uh, gambling networks, that kind of thing. There's a shot of it. There's the wide shot of it. Uh, It is, what, 7, 16 a.m. here, Pacific time. So not as bustling as it will be, say, three hours from now or two hours from now. Today is kind of the most busy day of it all, uh, with the, the bustle of it. By tomorrow, it sort of filters out and then people are just waiting for the game to happen. Yeah, this is cool to see. It's uh, been, I don't know, eight or nine years since I was at a radio row last, so it's awesome. I think Vegas adds a little extra little extra spice to it, and uh, yeah, man, it's great. It's great having everybody in one place. We're, we're going to be seeing some people tonight that we normally don't get to hang out with and spend some time with, so it's great having everybody in town, one place, uh, for a big event like this. Oh, the dinner thing is great. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I set up SVP with the table on his group also. Oh. It's all, everybody's You're the guy. Yeah. Well, not, I'm not going, but I'm just saying I just yeah. set them up with one. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, you have these props that you culled. Would you like to lead this? This is about rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns that yeah. we're looking at? Yeah, so we, we brought this up. You know, we were looking at that, the total jersey number prop. Remember that you and I were kind of falling in love with yesterday, talking about, okay, you could, with the combined TD scores going over or under that and the value of why you would want to do one way or the other. Well, one of the things, I don't know if you remember me mentioning, was, well, this is a great way to play if you wanted to play like a no, a, a no on a Travis Kelsey prop for, to score a touchdown. So, no, but of course, draft. Kings has those posted. So they have straight, you know, basically yes, no's, uh, or they're set at over a half on rushing touchdowns and receiving touchdowns. So we'll start with rushing here. Um, and on the Niners side, you have Christian McCaffrey over a half of a rushing touchdown at minus 140, under a half at plus 110. Brock Purdy over a half at plus 520, under minus 850. Elijah Mitchell over a half, plus 800, under a half, minus 1600. The one uh, not mentioned there obviously is Kyle Juszczyk. I don't know why. I mean, he's clearly going to go off. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco on the Chiefs side over half, plus 110, under half, minus 140. Mahomes over half, 4-1, to one, under half, minus 620. And Clyde edwards Lair over half at 6-1, to one, under half, minus 1050 here on the rushing props. How are you handicapping the total? Let's, let me just start there. The game total? The game total. 
I mean, I like it under. I did the, right, I did the teaser where I teased up, so I do like it under. Yeah. I think it's a little correlated, at least a little correlated with the side. I think if you like the Chiefs this game, probably you got, you're probably liking the under a little bit more. And if you like the Niners, you're probably sold on those skill position players going off in this game, and you probably like the over a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to step back a second yeah. and just say, again, for those who are just landing on the show for the first time, and we had Rufus Peabody on earlier this week on a numbers game. He was on the uh, Beating the Book Megapod this week, which is available uh, right now, which was great. Just an absolutely great discussion with all things Super Bowl 58. And then we sort of delved into college basketball because, you know, Todd doesn't know how to sort of narrow it down. But, the, <laughs> but you know, one of the, the, the macro thing of all of this from a betting standpoint is if you are inclined to bet unders here, if that is your sort of, you know, broad handicap on this, you wait. In his case, it's $2 million. He's only put 50000 in play. And the other $1.95 million is yet to go down. And the reason it's yet to go down is because he is waiting for everybody to push collectively, globally, these numbers upwards, and then he'll get the best of it. So... If that's your North Star, everything else should kind of be correlated yeah. to a degree. Now, that doesn't mean like in individual markets like this, you can't find a, a price or two that you might not like. Right. Is there something in the ones you just mentioned that you like? I think, and it's going to bleed over to the receiving ones when we talk about that, but the fact that you, I mean, we keep joking about these Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown prices and how absurd they've been. I mean, basically the second half of the season, but into the playoffs, they're over to, you know, minus 200 every single time, My, down to minus 205 on a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. Now, this obviously splits rushing and receiving. But I'd kind of like to be that annoying jackass in the room that has a, a, a basically a no bet on Christian McCaffrey to score a rushing touchdown at plus money. Like, I don't know. It is plus money. And again, I like the Chiefs. I think it all correlates a little bit. And you are taking away. OK, yeah, you can if they get down and you want to throw the ball a little bit more. McCaffrey gets the end zone by receiving touchdown. You don't get burned. So I almost think getting plus money on one of these props on almost any player feels like a bit of value to me. I, I wish we had more of these options here in town. This is an awesome market. What about the quarterbacks? Brock Purdy, plus 520, Patrick Mahomes, 4-1. to one. Those are the ones that I immediately gravitated towards where I'm like, okay, um, I don't hate those. The yes on those, over a half, not the over, I should say. Yeah, but these the guys yes. just don't sneak, right? Like They don't, but there is that stray thing, right? And it's the Super Bowl, right? It, just because you didn't sneak all season doesn't mean you're not going to sneak in the Super Bowl. Well, what I would like to say again here, notably, noticeably absent, is Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. Right? So there is... He, he's absent here. There's a, he, there is a dearth of Kyle Juszczyk props. He is not available everywhere. Not widespread. By the way, in the in the receiving touchdown market, which we're about to see, there is no Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So you are seeing that there is some selectivity in what is even being offered. I'm wondering. I don't even know if I finished. Which is the, odd, by the way. The McCaffrey thing is odd. The McCaffrey one's odd. The, yeah. the only thing I can think of with that, and tell me if I'm crazy, did they not want to hang plus money prices on nose for both his rushing and his and his receiving. I have no idea what they're thinking. Which that, that might have been the case, right? If you price this out properly and then like I don't know, there'd probably be guys like me that would be grabbing up the plus prices on both of those and just open, you know, I hope you get one home. If you get both home, great. Here, here's the real question with this. Would you would you play this, first of all, at all, either of these, rushing or receiving? And if you did, would you look to play it as just a long shot flyer, as, as a vehicle for a long shot flyer? Or would you look at it for McCaffrey rushing, Kelsey receiving as being the, you know, the chalk in both and play it that way? Like as just, I'm just trying to get a win here. I, I mean, I think the biggest thing for these, and I think the receiving ones are maybe even a better example, is compared to the anytime touchdown price, right? So George Kittle, I'll use it as an example. George Kittle, over a half receiving touchdown, plus 170. Okay, if you're going to bet him anytime touchdowns, plus 165. I don't think George Kittle's you know, scoring a rushing touchdown. So I'm going to play the plus 170 in this market. I think it, so often when we talk about yeah. all these DK markets, it's in the ability to shop, with, shop around for prices of making the same bet, basically, in the same sports book. So that's that's the biggest takeaway I would I would sort of like to have from all this. Get again, we're going to throw out a bunch of markets, and some of these, hate to say it, sorry, I know it's not the sexiest thing in the world. Some of them we're not going to have actual bets in. Th these are two that I would not have an actual bet in, but you just touched on it, Kelly, which is 
these markets are so there's so much volume in terms of the in the number of markets that again we always say from week to week you know hey shop around this is just a great case of shop within a sports book find the market that suits your handicap the best and you're right if you do have something here that by proxy is a better bet than something else this is what you ought to use I, this I, for yeah i mean let's just let's just run through all these real quick so kittle i just laid out brandon Ayuk. so over a half receiving touchdown plus 185 is anytime touchdown price plus 175 really think he's gonna have a rushing touchdown it's a 10 cent difference uh it gets even bigger here uh rasheed right plus 140 on the uh, to have a receiving touchdown right now he's plus 125 for an anytime touchdown score do you really think he's running one now Debo you got to be worried about right like that's not one I, I'm I'm jumping to here I, w- I wouldn't do that uh, in Pacheco probably not either uh, but you know like it's those it's those types of things compare because a 15 cent difference is massive in something like this all right and now in the final 45 seconds of this segment what you've really come for Usher first song has been taken down Kelly it is gone from everywhere that I can see at least the spots that we were looking there seems to be some indication that the song that he starts all his set lists with my way might actually be the song he starts the super bowl halftime show with that seems weird to me but it looks if you're reading the tea leaves that's what it looks like it was locked out that it was taken off the board so it's a whole thing uh but with the air the flyover we saw six, didn't we, Kelly? We saw six, so we nailed that one. We, we, we did. Yeah. That was the, uh, it was a alleged practice run, I yeah. guess, but it, there were six planes in there. I'm guaranteeing you it's six. Yeah. I have some intel. I think it's it was a good six. call. So that one we got, and that one's nowhere to be found either. Yeah, that, one's, that one was long gone early. We, did I do that? We may, we may have had help to do that. Uh, we'll come back. Ross Tucker joins us. Looking forward to this. He's been on the show before. I don't even know that he remembers that, um, but we're looking forward to having him. Host of the Ross Tucker Media Podcast. That's next right here on A Numbers Game. This is A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Media Row here at Mandalay Bay. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Numbers Game, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, this segment brought to you by Bear Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. Uh, it's a pleasure to have this gentleman back on the show. I don't even remember. Now, you just said that you do remember being on. I wasn't sure if you did, but it's Ross Tucker, everybody, host of the Ross Tucker Media Podcasts here on the DraftKings Network. It's a pleasure to see you in person. Absolutely, Gil. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm doing awesome. It's been a a really, really fun week. Unfortunately, I got to head home tonight Uh, uh, because I'm taking the red eye back. My daughters are at a new school, and tomorrow night's the daddy-daughter dance. They're 10 and 11. Not missing that. Not missing that. How excited are you for that? Oh, I'm very excited yeah i mean how old is your daughter uh 10 and 11 two of them oh that's the yeah great the so hell? i got i got i guess i'll walk in with both of them like this i, I don't know but um you know what? i decided i'm gonna pick them both up at the door one at a time to show them like what it should be like when somebody takes you out for a date like honestly that. like not to be too corny but what this is like a moment you will remember for the rest of your life yeah uh no i think you're right because i yeah. also think you know, the one's going to turn 12 on Saturday. So they're getting to the stage where it's going to be teenagers and that kind of stuff. The, uh, soon they will not speak to you. Soon it will be the, the, the father-daughter dance or the dad-daughter dance. Not, like my daddy, my daddy days are probably numbered. <laughs> Although I've told them, hey, if you want stuff in life, keep calling me daddy. Here's how this works. Soon it will be, dad, could you drop me off at the end of the block? Yeah, that, that if, if, if that happens, they will come right back to the house. That that okay. is never happening. You know, I will say this. It's kind of funny. That's the value of having played in the NFL and like doing media stuff. Hopefully, my daughters like will always. Their friends think I'm cool, and their friends' dads think I'm cool. Right. So that's like that gives me a chance. That gives me a small chance. So that has to trigger something in the brain. It's like, well, maybe dad is kind of yes, sort of thing. Listen, before we uh, before we talked about Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Uh, you all, you have Steve Fezzik on. Yeah, he's a he's a friend of the show, friend of the network. You d- you do understand because I know you're not betting first, you're football yeah. first, but you 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 have now been in betting long enough to like sort of get it. You do get like he is 
one of the sharpest, oh, yeah. most mathematical minds you could ever have. So like getting him as your regular is like starting at the top. He has been my co-host on the Even Money Betting Podcast for, I want to say, eight years, ever since I started it. Wow. You know, I was really lucky. I started doing uh, the ESPN podcast. And I went out on my own. And after a year, I added the Fantasy Feast podcast. And then after a year, I added a betting podcast, and I've had Steve ever since. He is fantastic. And we have a really good dichotomy, right? Because he's got all the numbers and all the stats and all the closing line value and all that stuff. And I'm coming at it more from, like, the pure football standpoint, right? So it's good, especially when we have a best bet. We've done very, very well. I think it's like a top three or maybe number one uh, NFL betting podcast. Highly encourage people to check out Even Money. And we're year-round, by the way. Yes. So the offseason is kind of cool because then we – We'll bring on guests like you and talk about strategies and theories and stuff like that. Um, you were saying you were joking off air that like some of his stuff doesn't work when you try it, though. Well, he's big on the. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I worked well, in theory. He's Steve. big on the cold weather or bad weather unders, right? Yeah. And if this year, by the way, not let, to interrupt. Have you met my friend Kelly? By the way, yeah, he's very comfortable hey, on the couch. I know, I know <laughs> Kelly. I have met Kelly. Yeah. So Kelly, it's funny because it's a great pod. I love listening to those. Oh, thank you. He, he's probably like he's probably like seven and three on him this year, Gil. Yeah. The three he lost were the three when I went in on with him. <laughs> so it's you. And I, one of the games I think I broadcast maybe for Westwood One or whatever, and he's like, going to be terrible weather, whatever. I'm watching. I'm at the game. I'm like, dude, it's like 65 and sunny. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? This, you're the worst. I'm never doing this again. And, he, and then he'll say, like, over the last 12 years, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the bad weather unders are blah, 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 blah. So it's funny. All right. Super Bowl 58. I'm not sure if you're aware there's a football game on Sunday. Yes, uh, on there Sunday. is on Sunday, yeah. Let, let me just start with this. This this feel what I'm what we're calling here sort of jokingly field gate this whole thing with the the Chiefs having the Raiders practice facilities the pristine practice facilities and the Niners having to scramble with the UNLV uh, less than satisfactory those are my words Niners not making a big deal about it publicly but um, some would speculate that privately they are yeah um, is that a thing or not a thing in your opinion having played the game. Not a thing unless somebody gets injured and then it's a thing. You know okay. what I mean? Like, not a thing. I, I, I haven't actually heard. There have been some reports that today, uh, as we're talking here on Thursday, that they might practice at the Raiders facility yes, today because it's the most important practice. So it changes up their routine a little bit, changes up their schedule a little bit. I'm sure that 49ers are less than thrilled about it because mm-hmm. you would want everything to be optimal for the Super Bowl. But guess what? I mean, do you remember the field last year in both Arizona? Teams oh my gosh, that was terrible. And and it was bad for both teams. So you can say it's even for both teams, but my point would have been for that game it just shouldn't be that way for either team, right? Like it should not be an issue where these guys are slipping all over the field. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I saw where Javon Hargrave, who was in the game last year for the Eagles, and is in the game this year for the Niners. He said, "I brought extra cleats. I brought extra long cleats. I'm not. I'm not taking any chances this year." So yeah. I don't think it's an issue unless someone were to uh, to get hurt. It's just I would say a minor inconvenience and alters the schedule. But like their schedule's already all messed up this week anyway because it's the Super Bowl. Okay, so let's hope that. Nothing, nothing yeah. like that happens. As for the game itself, then, because Lord knows we've had two weeks to talk about it and every possible angle has come into our sort of sphere. What is your take on this? Obviously, um, nothing's really moving right now. Niners are still two point favorites. The total just sits there. Forty seven and a half. How do you see this playing out? Well, I've been saying this for a while. I can't believe it got picked up by like Fox News that I said I have no idea why the 49ers are favored in the game. I did have Steve Fezzik explain it to me on the Even Money betting podcast. I don't think he did a very good job. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, he, he didn't convince me. You know, it's the power ratings and it's the, the, whole, the whole season sample size and the Niners are nine points better than an average team and the Chiefs are six. And a half. Hey, Steve, that's great. I, sometimes I, I love Steve. He is like a friend of mine, but sometimes I want to tell him to stick the numbers up as you know what. Okay? Have you watched? I don't the playoffs? know what Ross. What it was? No, I, I don't know if I can say that on the air. But have you watched the playoffs? Like the Chiefs have clearly been the better team in all three games, including at Buffalo, at Baltimore. Yeah. Whereas the Niners, very fortunate 
to win both those games. I can name six plays off the top of my head right now that if it went the other way, the Packers would have won the game. The Lions were destroying them, and then they peed down their leg. I can say that on TV, mm-hmm. like I've never seen before. So I just don't know how anybody could have watched these teams in the playoffs and say, I think the Niners are the better team. I think the Niners should be favored. Gil, I would tell you if they played 10 times, I feel pretty good about the fact that I feel like the Chiefs would win seven, maybe seven. eight, maybe even eight. Wow. I think they're clearly a better team. Now, wow. none of that means anything at 6.30 Eastern on Sunday when the ball kicks off. It can very easily be one of the two games that the Niners win, right? But I have a tough time figuring out where the 49ers have an advantage. Their defense has been bad recently, really bad. They're getting run on. The Chiefs defense is awesome, awesome. I mean, the the Chiefs O-line's been playing better. The Niners offensive line, not so much. I, I just don't understand how they're favored. So needless to say, I've been recommending the Chiefs. Uh, really like them on the money line. Obviously, if you want to get the two points, you can do that too. I, well, I think what's what's inherent in what you just said is, is fascinating because I've had this the same usually text exchange with friends of mine who are not as immersed in betting as we are here at the network, and they have a very similar take to what you did, which is, wait a minute, hasn't everybody seen what we've just seen? And so it is. there is a, a chasm between what betters power rankings, what we've become so locked into for the entire season versus... The that, postseason. That so that to me is this is the science or maybe the art to it. We don't want to overreact to one game or even a couple games. You want to take the whole body of work, right? But what I've always wondered is how heavily do you weight what we've seen more recently? Right? Like that's the question. Uh, I think we would all agree that what happened last week is more important than week one. Right. So how much more important, how much more heavily should we weigh what we've seen recently? That's the question in my mind. Would you like to take back eight out of 10? That's the only thing that I could object to of what you said. No, I think seven is the right number. Okay. I, I said okay. seven, maybe eight. I said seven, maybe eight. And I, I kind of feel that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, listen, I know we do the my front page story thing before we leave here. And oh, I don't want to do away with that. I love when you do that, especially since we're, what, six days away from Valentine's Day? Also, if I'm not mistaken, the last time you were here, you guaranteed that, that wives and girlfriends would sob uncontrollably. I believe those were your examples. Yeah, if, if, if you go to myfrontpagestory.com and get this for them, yeah. if you when you give it to them, if you say, honey, I want to do something special for you, so I had a story written about you, and if you tell the writer... I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does. When she gets that line, when she's reading her story from myfrontpagestory.com and she gets that line, they cry. It's like, oh my gosh, she notices, she notices. It's amazing. Myfrontpagestory.com. Can't thank you enough. Yeah, my Ple- pleasure. Ple- pleasure being great on set with you, Great to see you in person. Man. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Ross Tucker, host of the uh, Ross Tucker Podcast, DraftKings Network. Former baller. Former skin, by the way. So, extra points right there. We're coming back. Johnny Avello going to join us from DraftKings. It's a numbers game live from Media Row, right here at Visa. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander, live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on VSIN, the sports betting network. Live from Mandalay Bay, Media Row, DraftKings Network Super Week. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, just hanging out at the couch. Look here at on that a numbers shot. game. Beautiful. That's a beautiful shot. Look at that. That is nice. Uh, the gentleman to my left, to your right on screen, is the great Johnny Avella. By the way, this segment presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings' official flowers for Valentine's. Johnny, just milling about, so we're like, hey, could you come on and you have a blige? How you doing, man? Great to see you. Great, Gil. You know, when I look at Kelly over there, I got up really early this morning, as I know you did. <laughs> yes. And when I look at him over there, it makes me want to lay down. Yes, so me it's, too. It's not good. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. Now, I wasn't, listen, Johnny, you were kind enough to come on. I wasn't going to read tweets, <laughs> but I just have to read a couple. I just read a couple. This is one, probably the best one from Brian M. Kelly should be live from Lazy River tomorrow. <laughs> with we can a, make that happen. With a fruity drink in hand, rain or shine. I love the Mandalay Lazy River. Oh, that's a good time. I'm super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> you got to push some kids out of the way sometime today to give yourself some room. But yeah, yeah I, love, I love the Lazy River. Here's another one from Richard Palma. Does Kelly get to keep the couch? Never looked better. I don't know. They might ask me to after after we're done here after two days. That's very nice. Yeah, yeah they, they don't want to they don't want to pack it up. You can have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty bucks do it, Kel. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's done. <laughs> if Matt's on tomorrow, we should switch it up. I want to be on the couch too. There you go. There's a little All couch right. talk. I like we'll it. Do it. Johnny. Um. Okay. Super Bowl Fifty Eight. How many Super Bowls? Going all the way back, even pre-DraftKings for you, have you been involved in professionally? Uh, since 1984. So how many is that? 16 and, uh, tw- and 24. Did that's, you just bring up the Raiders? 40. Did you just bring up the Raiders beating Washington? Is that what the Super Bowl you just brought Oh, up? God, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, I, didn't mean, well, I didn't mean that. All right, let's go back. 85, I meant. All right. That's, <laughs> so that's a long time. So you're imp- obviously when legalization happened, this all changed. Are we still at the point now? Now, when now the you know the ramp up of legalization since Passport was ruled unconstitutional in 2018, when I would ask you the question in those first years after that, hey, is this going to be the biggest whatever? Your answer was a very you know go to default. Well, yes, we're adding states, and so obviously it's still going to be the biggest one ever. Okay, we've kind of not not to say that more states won't get you know uh, won't become legal with sports betting moving forward, but we're at a point now where we're co- we're kind of stabilized on this. Is this going to be the largest handle in Super Bowl history? I say it every year. Yes. Um, now, what you're speaking of DraftKings only or just the entire... Let's do both. Okay. For DraftKings, I say yes. And I say that for a couple of reasons. First of all, we haven't stopped growing. We did add a couple new states. Um, and the users in those states who haven't participated... Uh, there, there are a new bunch of people that are on board. Okay, they were on the sidelines at first, then they said, "Let me see how this goes." Now they're involved, um, and so we're constantly getting new betters all the time, and uh, and big betters too. So uh, very happy to, to say that. Is that I've asked this form, this some form of this question before? Is that what is surprising? What surprises you the most since legalization, and maybe to this day? Is it that? Is it that you? We none of us could have known how much, and we'll call it disposable income, so many people have to bet on these games. Well, let's think about. Uh, outside of the U.S., let's talk about Britain, okay. where gambling's been legal for m- more years than it certainly has been here. And 
their industry has continued to grow and it's a formal way of life there and that's the way it's has come here in the u.s so uh, and then when you start adding markets like we do oscars grammys emmys that brings a whole new uh you know betting establishment into the fold a lot of women get involved at that point give me a sense of the handle on those kinds of things like give me the give me the oscars versus um well i'll be unfair here but versus an nfl sunday in week two. no 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 you can't compare okay. it to the NFL What's an nba night yeah, uh, you could compare it more to baseball, okay. I would say. A night of baseball. Yeah, but yeah. you enroll in the product to bet the Emmys, and you don't take your money out. You keep it in there, and yeah, oh, then sure. you dabble around with something else you might find in there, like uh, cornhole or pickleball. or. <laughs> you still playing pickleball, by I the am, way? I am playing pickleball. Are you obsessed? Tell the truth. Uh, no, I am not. I, uh, I Matter of fact, I haven't played in a couple of weeks, okay. and I don't need to play every day. I may play once a week, sometimes you know, you twice. Know, there's a tennis pickleball war going on in this country, and I'm on the tennis side, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> you don't need that many courts, Gil. Uh, you don't need that many courts you want them all okay uh all right niners favored by two 47 and a half it remains do you have any sense based on what you've seen DraftKings betting behavior maybe you do maybe you don't of where this might go if anywhere well when we opened two and a half i wasn't sure where it would go initially and within the course of 36 hours it dropped all all the way down to one and then from that point on, uh, the, I think it was that day, it was a Tuesday, the line went the other way back up to two, and now it's settled at two. And I thought it would go back to two. Um, at this point, we're heavy on Kansas City. There's a lot of Kansas City money coming, although we've taken some pretty good-sized bets. We've taken you know, $500,000, $600,000 bets on uh, 49ers' money line. Oh, okay. But we're still extremely heavy on the Chiefs. So biggest bets on San Francisco, but still more money on the Chiefs. That is correct. Is uh, is there a prop that is bet, either perennially or just this year, more than others? Uh, the, the touchdown scores have, has just been really popular for Anytime us. or first, Any, both. Anytime or first. Yeah. Extremely, you know, Kelsey's been a moneymaker for the public betting, and so is McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. So you have them both in the fold here, and you have them both uh, first and anytime. So along with some other players who have scored quite a few touchdowns this year. So that prop seems to be the most popular. Um, but we keep adding. We keep adding. And for us, this is not anything unusual, a Super Bowl. To, you know, it's not like we stress out putting up all these props. We had all these props up by Tuesday because we do this each and every Sunday for each and every game. Yeah. And so, and I was actually talking to Rufus, or Rufus Peabody, about this. How you know has his edge remained? Because I mean, he rose to prominence uh, betting Super Bowl props. And one of the points he did make, he was like, "No, because it's your legalized sportsbooks are so used to doing this now on a week-to-week basis." Just what you said that while he still has edges, and he he does it, you know, more minutiae than anybody, more granular than anybody. That yeah, it's more of a. Back in the day, it was like, "Oh, let's put up um, no." Uh, no roughing the passer at minus 115. Like, imagine that those lines and, and the win, for instance, your shop, he said, would roll them out at the same price every year. So it's a different it's a different calculus now. It's more used to. Is there a prop? I always ask this. Is there a prop that you, that you guys behind the scenes say flummoxes betters more? Like, you can't believe they still keep betting this thing over and over. And you'll throw out the same price and you'll be like, wow, why do they keep doing this year after year? Don't they get that this is accurate? They'll take they'll take shots on some really big price stuff that most likely is not going to happen, that it hasn't happened. And so, yeah, th- those are out there. But like uh, Scorigami, they like to bet that. Yeah. You know, and uh, the Octopus, they like to bet that, those. So. I'll, t- I'll tell you the one that's been that I cite every year is the will a team score three consecutive times, right? which is priced super properly. Yes, it is. But for whatever reason, people can't help themselves betting the plus money on no because they think, how, how could this possibly be plus money? Two best teams in football. That seems to be the one that most people cite on that. Did you find that to be the case as well? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it's realistic, but you and I know it just yeah. before you know it, they've already scored three times. The safety was one uh, in town that they used to bet a lot. With us, not so much, but when I was in a bricks and mortar location, and we got killed on that, you remember the <laughs> yes. safety was the first 
first score oh, yeah. of the game, so we had to pay oh, yeah. not only the first, but <laughs> any safety. And then it happened the next year also, any safety happened. So uh, that's that's one that we got carried on out on, but they continue to bet that thing too also. Was there a matchup, given the postseason teams, and especially when it got down to eight and four, was there a matchup that say you or DraftKings was, or any book would be rooting for better than this one in terms of um, anticipating a handle? Uh, well, new teams might help. Not necessarily. I mean, super, nothing's bigger than the Super Bowl, and I always like to say that because, you know, you can't say that one team is weaker than another f- for handle. I don't really think they are, but these two teams have been in. We've seen the Chiefs a lot. We've seen the 49ers just a couple of years ago. We've seen the 49ers for many years. It would have been nice to have, like, the Lions-Ravens in there, something a little different. Would that have driven more handle? I don't think it would have been less handle. No. I, I don't think that. So a Super Bowl is impervious to the matchup That's is right. what you're saying, basically? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I really do believe that. And, okay. you know, the, the Super Bowl has grown as sports betting has grown. Um, it's it's big. It's It continues to get bigger every year, and more people come and more people bet, and I don't think it matters who the team But that are. wouldn't be the case for, say, an NBA Finals? Like, if it was the wrong teams in the NBA Finals? That would make a difference. That would make a difference. Yeah. So you're not rooting for a Cleveland-Sacramento NBA Finals or something like that. Not to pick on those two, but that would be an, an instance. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. The great Johnny Avello. Just giving some perspective. Super Bowl 58. Great seeing you as always. You too. I'll, you uh, I'd say I'd see you on week. the pickleball court, but I won't also see you on the tennis court. But uh, Achilles is fine, right? Fine. I'm ready to go, baby. That's what I like to hear. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it, man. We'll come back. Um, more Super Bowl 58 talk. Bill Krakenberger, Drew Dinsick. It's a numbers game at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.